welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Do you feel that? Sexual freedom. Mm, And it is so much closer than you may think. All right, you guys, I am really excited actually to speak about this. It's been, it's been a long time coming in all honesty. And yet as so much is moving in my world, I am wanting to be very mindful about when and how I start to open up these new dimensions of exploration with you guys, the beautiful community. So, this episode is all about sex and really the key that unlocked my sexuality and my sexual freedom. Now, I'm first going to preface that I still am in Thailand, so if you hear random noises, birds, bikes, and anything else that might be of non-podcast quality. I do apologize in advance. It's just part of this lifestyle. So anyways, diving right on in, I invite you just to take a moment to tune in with me. Maybe take a deep breath. Mm, Breath always helps me be grounded and present and really channel in with that which I want to speak about. So where to begin? I guess I'll start by saying, you know, I can go as far back as just sexuality in general. I feel like for the majority of my life, probably like many of us, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I learned from the obvious, right? Porn or others, (laughs) conversations with my peers or boyfriends who also learned everything from porn. In fact, I had a couple of boyfriends who were really almost addicted to porn and it created this delusion about what sex was and that was, you know, my mate, my first major boyfriend, longest boyfriend, that was kind of what we based our sexual experiences on and I had no idea of anything else. And for a long time in my early, you know, early teens and 20s, I just thought I was asexual. And then... I discovered Tantra. I discovered what was actually possible when two energies meet. And they meet in this cosmic dance that doesn't even have anything to do with penetration. Although that is a part of it, of course. But without going too far into detail of when I discovered it and how I discovered it, it was about three and a half years ago when I started uncovering this lost art 
which I believe is the truth of our sexuality. This dance, this expression, this art form of two dynamic energies dancing from one to the next, creating this beautiful rhythm to which they can bathe and bask in one another with peaks and valleys and maybe a little bit of edges. This incredibly deep, rich, fulfilling experience I began to tap into with my first partner after I had a sexual experience, which I then wrote a blog about that I never published, which was never again will I settle for sex. Now, don't get me wrong. My sex life has always been relatively, it's been good, you know, it's been good. I could say that, right? I've had beautiful lovers, super sexy, hot, fun, but it was always much more maybe animalistic than it was rich and juicy and quite honestly fulfilling. And I remember after having, you know, this sexual experience with this beautiful Spanish man, it was, it was great. But I remember feeling empty and depleted and almost like my body was used. Like my body became the vessel for someone else's pleasure. It's almost like they completely forgot that we were co-creating an experience. And although it started off that way, it ended up just in this, well let's just say this unbalanced energy of where sometimes I talk about it as like the man goes into mammal mode. He like completely loses you. And he's just like, where did you go? Because you're not with me anymore. Gets lost in his pleasure that he's able to experience through you. And I remember having this conversation the last day that that happened and having this conversation with this man and just really trying to help him understand what it's like to be the receiver who is just being you know, taken for granted, if you will. And it was in that moment that I just made this commitment that I would never settle for sex again. Little did I know that that commitment to myself would lead me on this beautiful tantric journey where I have dove so deep and I'm only just beginning, in all honesty. There's still so much to explore. So I want to fast forward to last year. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that last year was an incredibly sexually frustrating year for me. Um, I actually did a podcast with a girlfriend of mine who is also in the conscious community. And we sat down and we started having this conversation around uh, how hard it is for a conscious woman to have sex. And not just sex, but to really have this level of intimacy and connection and sacredness and expansion that's possible through sex um, with, a con- with a consistent person, right? And in this episode, we just talk about how, you know, we feel as though where we're at in our journeys, we're the most embodied, we're the most aware, we are the most aligned with what our truth is. I can definitely say that she's beautiful. I'd like to think I'm beautiful. And yet we were having a really challenging time finding lovers. We spend a lot of our time in the conscious communities and festivals and, and you know, contact dance and things of that nature. And um, there was, I personally can say that I met multiple men who were abstinent when I met them. 
in one year, multiple men in one year. And it was really kind of like a cosmic joke. I would have these deep connections with these men, beautiful connections, and I could feel that there was sexual desire present and I, I feel that that is oftentimes mutual but yet they were on their own soul's journey and I respect them for that and I would never you know I've been taken advantage of when I wasn't sure that it's what I wanted to do and I allowed myself to you know be pushed into or rather extended into I don't want to play the victim there but I allowed myself to be um, persuaded into something that I wasn't really fully desiring and I would never want to do that to someone so yeah last year was filled with amazing gorgeous men who almost you know none of them I slept with and it kind of became this joke in my house of like wow Amanda has like all these beautiful gorgeous men around but like she doesn't sleep with any of them and it, it was really hard for me it's like funny now and it was funny during it but it was also really hard there was a lot of things that came into play, self-doubt, am I not woman enough, am I not beautiful enough, am I not sexy enough, am I not desirable enough, you know the stories. And what was interesting is that before that, you know, I had spent about 10 months um, intentionally celibate. So this was unintentionally celibate, but before that I had spent about 10 months in intentionally celibate really wanting to deepen my own connection to myself and my sexuality as an individual because I felt that if I didn't know my own sexuality if I couldn't own my own sexuality then how could I invite anybody else really into that space and let's be honest this isn't something that anybody teaches us to do first of all masturbation is shameful and that's kind of what we that's our story and Second of all, um, yeah, it's like based on porn and, and, and external stimuli to stimulate the self, yeah. And so, you know, I, I began to dive deeper into the world of Tantra and took different courses and, and um, self-pleasuring, you know, rituals and workshops and playing with jade eggs and, you know, just the whole gamut. And so in this 10-month intentional celibacy, I really went into exploring my own pleasure and coming out of that, I was ready to invite others in. There was a few people in that year, maybe two people in that year that I was connecting to. But other than that, I felt like I was filled with beautiful, divine, masculine, gorgeous energy. But yet there was something in the sphere that wasn't allowing it to continue to flourish into something deeper. So um, this left me, I left America, uh, this year and last year in, uh, November. And I knew that, you know, my whole idea of relating sexually is very different than I would say the vast majority of people. And now that I'm way deeper in the tantra world, we all understand one another and often relate on this same sphere. But, you know, my whole philosophy while I was in America was like, look, I'm not looking necessarily for a life partner. <laughs> like, I just want to explore sacred sexuality, a meeting of two souls on a soul level, on a physical level, on an energetic level, who are choosing to have this experience of co-creation, which can provide incredible expansion and not to mention pleasure and bliss. And yeah, I felt like a lot of the men that I was meeting was more like, oh, I feel like I can't sleep with you because then if I sleep with you, then it's going to turn into X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's your story. Don't put that onto me. Like, 
I, you're beautiful. There's sexual energy here. We're friends. Like, why don't we just enjoy our bodies together? They feel really good, you know? Yeah, it's so funny to think about. But so, yeah, this was my story. And I knew that while I, when I came back to the traveling world, that there's a lot more freedom. That people aren't, you know, constricted by these stories of, oh, if I sleep with you, then that means it's going to create this attachment. And that means we might, we're going to have to be together or whatever story it is that we're used to sharing. And I knew this because I've traveled a lot in my life and quite frankly, like you meet beautiful people and you're in these beautiful spaces and you only have a limited amount of time. So you're going to dive in and there's a lot less holding back than there is from what I found in the States. I can say at least maybe in the West in general, when you have these, you know, roles and structures and, uh, you know, spaces that you continue to show up in and stories that you continue to live out so I get to uh, I get to India and um, again I'm like okay well if I'm wanting to call in a divine masculine sexually empowered God then it's important for me to begin to like worship myself as though I am a goddess and if you haven't yet checked out my podcast in order to be worshipped you must first worship definitely check that out Um, and so another challenge that I was facing was that I was in a house where like, (laughs) it's almost like there were no walls. The walls were so thin. And so if I really did want to have these sexual experiences, whether with myself or someone else, it was just like super awkward because other people could hear and they weren't super sex positive and yeah, it just created tension. So even my own like self pleasure, uh, wasn't as heightened as I would have liked it to be. So anyways, I get to India and I start diving into exploring my body and loving my body again and tapping back into my sexuality. And I also just released a podcast on the self-pleasure ritual. So I kind of talk a little bit about it there, but I started doing different rituals around um, just like I would do anything. You know, I rituals and ceremonies are the way that I live my life. My, my whole life is a ceremony, which means it's a celebration. And the way that I do everything, I try to do with the most intent to have a celebration and a ceremonial ceremonial aspect to it, meaning done with intention. And so, um, you know, I would sit down with my altar and I'd have my Shiva and I'd have my crystals and my stones and I'd like candles and I'd, you know, turn music on and I'd literally begin making love to myself. Now there's a really big difference between masturbation and making love to yourself or self-pleasure. Masturbation, just the word in general, has this heaviness, this weight, this dirtiness, this shame, even though it shouldn't, it does though. Um, and self-pleasure, like that already sounds lighter, it already sounds more inviting. And so it's also oftentimes masturbation, you're like looking at porn or thinking about someone outside yourself to create this, you know, desired uh, turn on. Whereas self-pleasure, it's not about the goal, first of all. It's not about the ejaculation. It's not about the orgasm. It's about um, the experience of self, the experience of the beautiful body you've been given the experience of your pussy or your lingam and just getting to know it, right? If you really want amazing sex and you don't know your own parts, even your anus or your boobs or whatever, 
if you don't touch your own body in different ways in different places how can you guide your lover to help satisfy you and please you and so I, I began you know I began doing this and I would take myself on, on little dates as in like if I was gonna have a lover I'd make a cacao and you know maybe have some like dessert and and taste it very divine slow juicy tantrically and um you know have the candles and the incense and all of these things and it was shortly after that literally after one of my biggest rituals the next morning um i met this beautiful man and we ended up having amazing amazing love making and it was it was love making because i was able to I feel like oftentimes we have this condition around what love is and you have to know someone for a really long time in order to love them and I absolutely disagree with that. I've met people and known them for 24 hours and instantly seen and felt and into their soul and been able to be like, wow, I love you. You are such a divine person and I'm so grateful for being in, in this space with you. And so coming back to more sex please the key to unlocking my sexuality when i take a step back and i look at the bigger picture of what my sex life has been it was out of alignment it was out of alignment with my truth i was basing my sex life on what i thought it should be based upon what everyone else thought it should be around my age, based upon porn and society's structures of right and wrong versus what feels right and what feels aligned to me. And I've never been a super promiscuous person. It's never felt good to me. It's never felt good to me to like go to a bar and have a random hookup or, you know, have, you know, sex with someone that you hardly know or that you're not fully into just because they're hot and you're hot and you're both there and desiring none of that has ever really appealed to me and it's been really frustrating for me because it's like well freaking a man like I do have these hormones and I can do a bunch of self-pleasure but there I can't meet myself the way that I can meet be met with a man or even a woman on that in that matter it's possible as well but I I don't want to sell myself out because anytime I sell myself out, which was maybe like once, I think I had one, one night stand. Um, it, it was, it was never really that satisfying. Like I was going against my, my higher self's knowing of what it was that I truly wanted. And that never felt good. I always felt, you know, if I, if I, I also didn't want to necessarily have a relationship. I just wanted to have good sex consistently with someone. <laughs> And that was, that was harder to come by. And I also, you know, wanted them to be aligned with my values. And, and at the time when I decided that I was only going to really engage with people tantrically, it was hard to find people who understood what that meant or had been practicing or had had connections that deep before. And so I found myself in this really sexually deprived place. And what I learned was that I just had this idea about what sex was and what sexuality was that wasn't my truth. It was truth that I was taking from everything and everyone else other than me because I never gave myself the opportunity to explore. I never gave myself the permission to go outside of the walls that I was comfortable in, that everybody else was sitting in, and start to say, hey, hold on a second. 
I'm going to follow my pleasure. I'm going to follow what feels right to me and knowing that when I follow that truth, I will find others who are aligned as well. And so thus it led me onto the path of like really diving into the world of Tantra because what I realized was that if I wanted to have these beautiful, sacred, soulful, sexual experiences that were not about the orgasm, although orgasm's great, I'm not against them, and I know there's a lot of talk about in Tantra, you don't orgasm or ejaculate, which is not true. But if I wanted to have these deep connections, then I needed to go where the people were who were practicing and understood this depth without the attachment right because it's not that i'm against being in a long-term relationship or a committed relationship but i'm also not seeking for that to be the answer to my sexual solutions like oh i just want to have like really good sex with you so i'm going to be with you even though we're not fully aligned in where we are at mentally emotionally physically career you know it's just i'm not going to wait i'm not going to put my sex life off to wait for the right person to finally be ready to, to go down that path with. Like that's, that doesn't feel aligned. And so diving deeper into this world of Tantra, going to different festivals, it started out as Soul Play last year in California. That was awesome. It's like, it doesn't say that it's a Tantra festival, but it pretty much is. Um, opening this door to, to play and pleasure and connections with people that can be deep and meaningful and also, also brief, but soulful, right? Like I can have a brief encounter. I can have even a one night stand if that's, if it's soulful and if I can really feel the presence of the person. Um, and yet I was finding that that was hard to come by. And so I started discovering, you know, these tantric experiences, workshops, practices, teachers, um, you know, festivals. I went to India, I went to the India Tantra Festival, started getting involved in what were temples. And temples are beautiful places that are set up with intention and sacredness um, so that you can explore sexuality. You can explore them, sexuality with yourself, you can explore it with others, you can explore it with one person, you can explore it with a group of people, you can explore it with the same sex, with the opposite sex, with you know, edges of, of, of maybe you want to explore maybe the darker or the shadow sides of, of toys and kink and whips and things of that nature. Maybe you want to, um, you know, just be witnessing the space of sexuality. Be in a place where you can watch people exploring pleasure with one another and feel how that feels. So that's what these temples are all about. And I mean, there's a lot more to it. It's definitely, I will emphasize that a temple is not a play party so a play party is where a bunch of people are having sex like the goal is to have sex and to have sex with multiple people and orgies and orgasms and things of that nature but a, a temple is different it's really about the sacredness and the soul connection now people can have sex yes but that is not the goal that is not the intention of the majority of people who are there so when I started to find that there were these safe places, and I guess I should also mention this, when I uh, arrived to India, I had this really big awareness that I was deeply afraid of my sexuality. And I had been to play parties back in California, really beautiful ones with some friends, and I kind of started to tap into this, like, holy shit, my sexual energy is so fucking powerful 
and it's actually quite scary. Wow. And so when I came to, to, to India, I started to really understand how much my fear was wrapped around this, um, yeah, this piece of knowing how powerful my sexuality was, but also being quite afraid of that power. And so I did nothing else other than just super dive into it. And I always had been interested. I've always thought that women are beautiful. And there's always been some shame around connecting with women for whatever reasons, stories, you know, oh, that means you're gay, that means you're this, that, whatever, you know, like there's just my connection with women is very deep and, and, and I know they can feel me a lot more oftentimes than men, at least men who aren't connected to their feminine. And, you know, wow, can I have a, a sexual relationship with a friend of mine can we be sexual and can we be friends and still maintain that does that mean we'd then be girlfriends I you know there were all these stories and all this mental chatter but finally when I actually started to really dive into Tantra and I really started to explore these spaces of sacred sexuality with myself with others in a container and individually together as a, as a unit two people um, I started to begin to understand what was truly my truth and what wasn't. I started to begin to kind of throw out old stories and theories around what sexuality was and what it needed to be and started to tune into what it really meant for me. What felt true through my experiences rather than through the stories my mind was trying to create. And in that space, I began to reawaken. To reawaken to this truth that pleasure is our divine right. That pleasure, no matter how it is created, if it brings you pleasure and doesn't bring anyone else harm, then there should be no shame around it. It doesn't matter if you're a man with a man or a woman with a woman or a man and a woman or multiple men and one woman or multiple men, women and one man or whatever the configuration is. If you're playing with toys, if you're being tied up, if you're being slapped, bitten, screamed, I don't know, there's so many different possibilities that have become such taboo for us because of other people's judgments and stories and fears. And so the key to unlocking my sexuality was being, first of all, owning my pleasure, taking full responsibility for my pleasure, taking full responsibility for who I was connecting with, how I was connecting, when I was connecting, and what kinds of ways I was connecting, not selling myself out if I was having desires for sex, I wouldn't just go to a bar or go to like hang out with someone that I was kind of attracted to just because I wanted to get laid. No, I would take that on myself. Owning my own pleasure, owning my own responsibility to, to give myself what I was desiring from someone else. And then starting to place myself in spaces where I could be around like-minded people people who were on the same journey as me. 
people who are on the same path of desiring to use this incredible tool, this incredible experience called sex, and use it for a tool that could help you transform. That it could be so much more than physical. So much more than physical. So much more than a transaction. I'll give you yours if you'll give me mine. It's an experience of union, of divinity, of absolute presence. And so, for anyone who feels like they're disconnected from their sexuality, for anyone who feels maybe shame or confusion or fear, oof, I can resonate with all those things. This is my invitation. My invitation to you is to start to get curious about what is really yours, meaning your truth, and what is someone else's story that you've believed to be true. And can you begin to create opportunities where you can dive deeper into your own sexuality? Because here's the thing, if you don't know your own sexuality or have connected with your own sexual energy or you can't, you don't know your own sexual energy, it's always been something that's been projected outward, then by all means, like, get to know that. I've been starting to work with clients on that. Like, how do you begin to connect to your own sexual energy, especially when there's so much shame and guilt and fear around it? Um, so whatever you do, whether you take workshops or read books or hire coaches or, you know, do online courses, if you guys need help, please feel free to reach out to me and I can offer you some advice um, on that journey. But get curious. Everyone deserves, everyone can have an enjoyable, delicious, juicy, pleasurable sex life that resonates that makes them feel fulfilled instead of taken from. And I'll be honest, I want more pleasure. Yes, please, more pleasure. I have been given this divine body that deserves to be worshiped. And I will worship her and in doing that, when I connect with the soul and the eyes of another and see them, I will worship them too. And in that place of worshiping one another, we will meet the divine ecstasy and bliss. I mean, you can get so high off of sexual energy, which by the way, if you didn't know, is the most powerful energy we have. It's creative life force. Everything that's created in this world comes from sexual energy, creation, right? And that's another whole, that's a whole nother podcast on like how to use your sexual energy to power your life for creative energy, to actually harness your sexual energy so that it doesn't have control over you, but rather you have the ability to utilize it to power what it is you're supposed to do, your soul's purpose in this world. We're not, we're not given these tools. We're not, nobody talks about this. Sex has been so taboo and now on Facebook they ban it if you talk about sex and Instagram and all these things because it's powerful. 
And there's a, a lot of people out there who want to keep us out of our power. And so, more sex, please. The key to understanding and unlocking my sexuality lies when I stopped believing in all the old stories and started getting curious about what really was my pleasure. It happened when I stopped creating the story of shame around is this right or wrong and started following the feeling of what makes me feel good here and now. And I continue to follow that trail. And it's going to continue to lead me into places where there are edges and there is excitement and there is fear. And I'm sure at some point or another I will step over a boundary and be like, oops, I don't think that was the best idea. Maybe that's, maybe that's where my edge lays, you know. But that's what it's all about, right? It's about exploring this world to discover what your truth is. I really invite this as an opportunity for you just to kind of get curious about your own sex and your sexual organs, your sexuality, your sex life. There's a ton of workshops I do sometimes on this. I've done them before and maybe I'll do them online since I travel so much, but yeah, even with my cl private clients, it's like, let's get curious about sex. What's missing? I've, I've got some really good uh, content, some podcasts, some Facebook Lives. There's a really, number one podcast right now is Master Your Masculine Superpower, talking about semen retention with Chris Bale, which definitely check out his stuff on YouTube. He's got a lot of amazing content. and Yeah, so this is it. More sex, please. <laughs> The key to discovering, to unlocking my sexuality and my pleasure and I've only just begun. There's so many more locks that I'm ready to open and crack open and I will be taking you guys on the journey with me. I'll be traveling around Europe this summer, going to different Tantra festivals and having different Tantric experiences and I will keep you tuned in. If you guys have questions, if you have comments, if you want to know more about something, if you're curious, if you um, are stuck, if you're feeling fear, constriction, um, I invite all of that into this space and I invite you to share those things with me and you're reaching out and sharing with me, you know, your fears, desires, needs, blah, 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 all of the things sharing with me in general helps me create more content, helps me bring on more interviewers, helps me know what's going on, helps me help you. So use your voice, reach out. I, I do this not just for me, although it's fun. It's kind of like an online diary. It's like one day I, I won't have to find all my journals that I've written in all these years that are in a box somewhere in my mom's attic, but rather I can just go back and be like, okay, Facebook, tell me what I was feeling three years ago. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. But um, anyways, yeah, it really helps me. You know, I do this primarily. I share this way because I feel that I receive messages that it's helpful for people. The more you share with me, the more I can share with you. Um, so that's it, guys. There will be a lot more sex on this podcast. <laughs> that sounds, I guess, a bit weird. <laughs> a 
will be a lot more discussions on sex on this uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, it's funny. But anyway, raw, unfiltered, here it is, coming at you live from Thailand. I got one, one week less, a little less then. And um, I'll be back in the States for a few weeks before Europe. So thank you again. Thank you for tuning in. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Adios. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.